Listening to Being Jim Davis. Fogging the view, cupping face to the window, in darkness you make out a furry orange shape. Putting all reason aside, you remain, cause for some reason you like things pedantic and lame. My name is John Gibson and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter and I'm Jim Davis. And Jim Davis, or as I like to call you, Chris. Yes. We're looking at Garfield. Mm-hmm. We're looking at Garfield on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're looking at Garfield on today, Thursday, uh-huh. March 29th, 1979. What happens in this Garfield strip, Chris? I have no idea. Enlighten me. Um, I mean, I'm just going to read off the spreadsheet. Is that okay? Yeah, whatever. Okay. okay. Uh, John, in today's episode of Garfield, number 284 for Thursday, the 29th of March, 1979, John Arbuckle is a portrait of desperation. Mm. It's, yeah. It, um, yeah. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a heavy John Arbuckle centric strip. This is this is uh this is the first time we've seen him this week, huh? Uh yeah, you're right. How about that? Yeah, first time we've seen him since Saturday. And this John, not to jump the gun, but I'll just go ahead and say it. This is one of those strips that would be a lot better without Garfield in it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure that gar- that particular Garfield minus Garfield strip exists. I'm sure. Yeah, it's what's. Yeah, you could probably Google it. I could, but you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, not. I, I know you're not going to do it. No, you the listener. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why not hey, Google it, listener? <clears throat> this is this is this is you being Jim Davis. <laughs> For you, the listener. Um, <laughs> So a bunch of stuff happens here. Uh, not really. Just a little bit of stuff. Some, Panel one. Yeah, some stuff. Panel one. Garfield is doing this. Well, look, he's walking up. He's got the cape wrapped around him. He's still mm-hmm. doing, he's doing the thing. Yeah. Cape to He's been the cape to yeah. yeah. John Arbuckle uh, mm-hmm. at the, on the right of the right of the panel there. Standing. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a longer explanation. <laughs> That's longer what he's doing. <laughs> so what, what, he is, what, what else? He is. He is standing hard. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, really concentrating on that on that standing. I he's like doing, how he's doing a great job of standing. Yeah. I, I like how Jim Davis draws the the tucked in shirt look. Mm. You know, like 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 it's it's tucked in, but it's like pulled out just a little bit, and and the fold is kind of like folded over. You know. Yeah, that is a good look. I it's, yeah. I mean it. Well, I mean it's not a good look. Looks very unfashionable. It's distinctive. It's a distinctive look. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Garfield thinks the caped Avenger sees a large evil person he must destroy in the name of good. And there's a comma here because the caped Avenger isn't a chicken. Yeah, I mean that is what he <laughs> said. That's what he thinks. It's, yeah. And the Cape Avenger is not a chicken. It's true. The Cape Avenger is Garfield. This is obtuse, even for Jim Davis. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, like this makes me want to. 
want want to shake Jim Davis, you know, by the shoulder, grab grab his shoulders, shake him left to right, shake him all about, and say and and say, what do you how how could you be so obtuse? How could you be so obtuse? Write better. That's what I would say. Write better. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> oh, how how true that is. Mm. How true that question is. I um, mean, yeah, it's... It's not a question. It's a thing. Um, it's... I mean, strongly disagree, but okay. No, it's a... I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Being Jim Davis. I mean, whatever. John, in panel two, Garfield looks <laughs> up at... <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Are we back on the record now? Okay, let me let me put another flag in here. Okay, I just I I That's disagree. That's going to be a I, really great supplemental, uh, not supplemental Patreon uh, bonus, bonus material, Patreon bonus content. That was a us, great argument. Us disagreeing about what to do for a supplemental that will probably never be recorded. That was, a, that was like a because of created okay. because of creative differences. I'm not making up Garfield, John. That would be dishonest. I feel I, look. I have nothing more to say about it at this point, and I feel like we've hashed it all out okay. in that fantastic Patreon bonus okay. content. I just, I don't, you know, you have a sacred duty to our listeners to tell them what happens in Garfield on a particular day. You can't, you can't make shit up about that. Uh, panel three, Chris. Panel two, oh yeah, okay, so panel two, Garfield looks up at John Arbuckle, who is standing in exactly the same position, uh, Yeah, camera has shifted thing. to the right, yes, yep. okay, that's true. Yep. True. I don't think it matters. Panel three, pan- camera shifted back to the left for some reason. Because well, Garfield's walking off to the yeah. left again. Well, okay, yeah, no, I think this is a legitimate artistic thing that Jim Davis is doing. Yeah. Uh, he's keeping the action centered. So yeah. The, yes, of course the camera is going to pan to the right to keep the center of 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 mass of the two characters balanced you know within the frame mm. and then, it's it's yes, well it, known it's well known that when you have two characters in a in a panel um the gravitational force dire- directs the camera towards their center of mass their combined yeah, center yeah. of mass it's the rule of thirds mhm mhm yep newton's fourth uh, law yeah <laughs> the 12th law of thermodynamics <laughs> Uh, panel three, Garfield walks away from John. After after rule 11, thermodynamics is as thermodynamics does. And rule 10, thermodynamics is for pussies. <laughs> it's, it's in a Robin Thicke video. Um, so, yeah, he thinks the Caped Avenger isn't stupid either. Mm. Yeah. What the... I mean, the implication here is that it would be stupid for Garfield to take on John Arbuckle because John Arbuckle is so much bigger and physically intimidating and he could pummel Garfield. Yep, yep, yep. But based on every other Garfield strip we've seen up mm-hmm. to now, that's false. Garfield has come out on top in, I want to say, every physical altercation these two characters have had. Correct. That is not fake news. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is, this is like, in a way, this is more realistic. Mm hmm. Yeah. Because a person could really overpower a cat, a house cat. Yeah. Yeah. Likely. Even if, like, yeah. They okay, got, cat, they got the claws could, and teeth, but, you know. Like, if the cat really wants to do some damage, you know, he could. He'll do you know. some damage, but, like, but, it, but, but it's not going to be, like, an existential threat. Yeah. Who, who would win in a fight between me and my cat, Louie? I totally mm-hmm. would. 
Yeah. I totally would. You totally would. And he yeah. knows it. He does. Um, but John Arbuckle, yeah, Garfield Garfield pushes him around all the time. Occasionally in a conflict, John Arbuckle ends out ends up on top, but only when he wins through craftiness, such as when he was trying to get Garfield oh. to take the bath. And Garfield I know it, the escaped. back one where there's the decoy bathtub. He put the decoy, yeah, he put the extra bathtub on the floor Man. that Garfield, like, okay, yeah. John Arbuckle won yeah. out then. But even then, the fact that John Arbuckle couldn't force his cat physically into a bathtub and had to create this elaborate ruse to trick Garfield into drinking, drinking jumping into it, drinking a bath. I don't know what's wrong with me. I quit. Jumping into a bathtub. It just, just underlines the fact that John Arbuckle is not able to physically overpower his own cat. So what yeah, the hell is going yeah. on today? Yeah, this is this is like a weird uh, nod towards realism. Yeah. Like, it, not in the... Okay, yeah, Garfield is still, you know, thinking like a person and whatever. Yeah, um, pretending but, to but, be a superhero. Yeah, but like, okay, take away the... Take away the thought bubbles and the blanket, mm-hmm. and I guess the the specific gestures Garfield is making. Uh, take those things away. This uh-huh. is totally in character for a cat. This is something my cat does all the time. If he's feeling yeah. feisty, yeah, uh, he'll he'll like like you know pretend like he's going to attack you, or maybe yeah. he actually plans to, and then he like loses heart at the last second and then yeah. runs away. Will he, will he like run up and do that sort of half pounce where they jump yeah. in the air but they don't go forward because they're like nah! and then they run away. Yeah, and they yeah. and they freeze in midair. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. that move. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's Let's stipulate the official position of this podcast. We love be, that move. It's really cute when cats do that. Yeah. But it's in character for any other cat. You know what steams me up about this one? No, but I'd love to hear now that we're on the 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 after dark section of the podcast. Like Jim Davis, he completely steamrolls the existing dynamic between Garfield and John Arbuckle to get to this really mediocre joke. He, if he had wanted to. He had at his disposal another character he could have used in the, what is it, large <laughs> evil, you know, evil thing role that he introduced yesterday. He could have been the brown, big brown cat there. Yeah. I mean, you talk about continuity. Like, yes, this whole week, this whole week has a theme, you know, but like, yeah, he forgot about this cat. Yeah. The, the bully cat that he introduced. That yesterday. would have made complete sense. Garfield walks yeah. up to the bully cat like he's gonna, and he's like, "No, that would make sense." I'm actually okay with it because I do, I do think that this is better than that would have been. I guess. I, Why? I love. I I really enjoy a hapless John Arbuckle story. Well, and okay. I, just, yeah. I love that he's oblivious to everything. In, yeah, he's oblivious to all the drama. Oh, hey, that's this, true. Is dramatic irony. Mm. This is textbook dramatic irony. Yeah, John Arbuckle don't know yeah. what's going on. Wait, is it is it ironic, though? Yeah. The reader knows Garfield is planning to attack John. John doesn't. But that what's ironic about that? Just dramatic because, irony. Just because a person in a oh fiction doesn't know something that the reader knows, how is that irony? 
That's what dramatic irony is. No, there has to be an ironic part to it. Like, if John Arbuckle is thinking, well, I'm perfectly safe here. No cat is sneaking up behind me. That's dramatic irony. You think he has to, I guess, yeah, he has to say something. He has to indicate something. Can we say it's implied dramatic irony? I, I mean, just, I don't strong. see anything ironic about the situation. We, I mean, we, we read that he's oblivious. I mean, that, that is, we, we, okay, yeah, we don't read it in literal words, but we read it on his face. He's I like mean, an open book. Just because someone is oblivious to something doesn't make it irony, does it? So they, what you're saying is they, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just like, I'm just trying oh, to Oh, you're arguing. Yes, I, I am. I, <laughs> God damn it. Weren't expecting that. Um, no, but he, so so he would have to literally say the words like, hey, I guess everything's fine here. I'm not in imminent danger. I just don't see anything ironic about the situation. No, answer the question. Is that what is that? Like- I, I, I think I think if he did say that, it would clearly be ironic. OK. Um, or perhaps through his actions indicate that but just that he's standing there but that is his action his action is like i mean i mean okay uh, maybe this is maybe maybe this is interesting i don't think so no it's not interesting <laughs> um but yeah no i guess i'm suggesting that maybe his 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 inaction being um the way it's depicted um it really feels like a like this is in your face in action. Like this is specific. This is like a voiced in action, even though it's not literally voiced. Like, I mean, no, he, he's yes, a, there are no words, but his uh, like, this is what look, look, look back at the last 270, whatever strips, 280, mm-hmm. whatever strips. Um, no, 290. Okay. <laughs> We're getting up there. Um, no, 280, 285. Okay. Um, also a very interesting conversation. <laughs> Sorry, uh-huh. sorry. I was looking at the wrong week. Um, no, that's fine. Sometimes I like to keep correcting myself. No, um, you don't. Not, not, I mean, not sometimes really so much as, okay. Yeah. Um, whatever. I Did I have a point? I guess I did. It's possible. I um, this I, beer is not 9.8, but it's. it seems, you know, it seems like a beer. Um, I guess I, John Arbuckle, yes, is oblivious to the fact that Garfield <laughs> is approaching him from behind and then walking away. So what? Like well, forget, what it, forget forget about the walking away. I feel like that that's that may be a bit of a red herring. If he knew, if he, it, I like, I don't see anything ironic about the situation. His cat approaches him, ugh. and then his cat goes away. If he had if he had known it Garfield that was doing away. that, that's so not, what? It doesn't, it doesn't none matter. Of it matters. That he walks it doesn't away. matter that he approaches him either. Okay, wh- nothing okay. happens. Forget the cat for a second. What if? What, what if is a... there for John Arbuckle to be oblivious to? Nothing. No. His cat comes and then goes. Shut up a minute. Okay. So imagine like a a guy with a crowbar walks up and like like walks up right behind John Arbuckle and like gets ready to whack him in the head with a crowbar, and then and then like changes his mind and walks away, like. The, the fact that he that he changes his mind doesn't make it like that doesn't if it's if it's dramatic irony the fact that he doesn't go through with it doesn't undo that that's all i'm saying you're saying if something completely different had happened the situation would not be the same 
I'm not fucking saying that. I'm saying that that wouldn't be at all different. That would be totally different if a guy with a totally crowbar. How is that guy with a crowbar came up all? behind him? I'd be like, "Who is that guy? Is that do Lyman?" You, do you have any idea what dramatic irony is? Like, do you understand even the slightest? I feel like you. I feel like you have a overly capacious idea of what dramatic. Like, I feel like anytime anyone in Garfield doesn't know something, you say it's dramatic irony. It's not that he doesn't know something. Like, if he were asking what time it is, uh-huh. then you could say, oh, he doesn't know what time it is. That's not dramatic irony. No, what I agree it, with you. What makes it dramatic irony is that there is another character with intention uh-huh. that is that is bearing, that bears uh, some, some, <laughs> some significance towards old John Arbuckle there. And he is totally oblivious. And he just, not that he doesn't know. It's that he is pointedly oblivious. His obliviousness is illustrated to us. It might as well be him. Like, there might as well be a thought bubble that says, well, nothing bad's going to happen to me. Nothing bad does happen to him. That's absolutely immaterial. He would be 100% correct. If he thought nothing bad is going to happen to me, he would be. That doesn't matter. How does that not matter? How would it matter? Explain a way in which that would matter. The the whole point of irony is that the thing he's thinking isn't true and the audience knows it. Right, which is what's happening here. If he were thinking nothing's bad, nothing bad is going to happen to me, that would be 100% accurate. Nothing no, bad happened said, to him. You just said the fact that Garfield walks away is what makes it not dramatic irony. I didn't say that. That's exactly what you just said. Rewind the tape. No, Rewind no, it. no. If... If he were thinking, can you nothing send me bad that, that, is going to happen send me to that, me. Uh, if he that were flashback thinking, sound effect? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Okay. If he were thinking, nothing bad is going to happen to me. The fact that nothing bad happens to him would mean it's clearly not dramatic irony because he was correct. He's not even thinking that. He's not thinking anything and nothing happens. Chris, the, the fact that he is... Look... The fact that he is uh, he is displaying this ignorance it's it's like it's like on display for the whole world to see. I mean that's what that's that is the very essence of dramatic irony. I he's feel like he, ignorant of a thing under- that doesn't happen. Nothing okay, happens. So now you, you you keep switching what your your objection is. So like one minute I you have say, multiple objections. One minute you say your objection is that the thing doesn't happen, which is totally immaterial. And then the next minute you say that your, that your objection is the fact that it, he doesn't literally think it. We don't literally see his thoughts. Well, you know what? I'm not that much of an idiot, okay? I, 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 am, I am a savvy genre, genre savvy reader of fiction here. Mm-hmm. I understand that John is thinking, hey, I'm okay here. Nothing bad's going to happen. He's literally well, not thinking that. You can read his thoughts in Garfield. Not in... You, you, you hardly ever read his thoughts. He doesn't think much. Yeah, well, okay. So then, okay, now, now we get into the subject of, uh, you know, whether or not John Arbuckle even has an inner mental life. Okay, fine. You want to adopt the intentional stance with respect to John Arbuckle. I think it's clearly implied. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, look, no. I, I mean, if, I, I would definitely adopt the intentional stance. If John Arbuckle John. were a barn, you know, uh-huh. and 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 the world were filled with fake 
John Arbuckles, you know, right. that were just like pictures of John Arbuckle, uh-huh. which is really what even what John, you know what, this is. It's a justified true belief. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to abort this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It doesn't matter. This is all getting um, cut out, right? Oh, God, no. I don't cut anything out after Thursday. You cut stuff. Oh, after Thursday. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> well, but wait, what about on Thursday? Oh, is it Thursday? Oh, my God. Are we still on Thursday? Okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, close it. Close uh, it. Yeah, yeah, finish it. Uh, well, listener, we forgive you for listening to Being Jim Davis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hey, good. where are all my Garfield people at? <laughs> you can support the show by leaving us a five-star review on oh, iTunes. Yeah. Please visit the blog at www.beingjimdavis.com oh. where you can find the same summary for this episode that you're looking at in your podcatcher. Yep. Um, but, like, maybe with some embedded videos? I don't know. I don't know if we've said anything... Uh, interesting enough to warrant a reference to, to a Wham! music video. I, I just put Time the embedded videos in anyway. They don't refer to anything. No, I... <laughs> I often, like, I just put them in just like, I know you know you what? Do. I know you do. Here's some, here's some The Gap Band. They're pretty great. And you can follow us on Twitter at Being Jim Davis or like us on Facebook, Being Jim Davis. Follow me on Twitter at Inscrutable Taco. And I'm at the Chris Winter. And you can also watch me play Zelda on Twitch, which is at oh, twitch.com slash Outrageous Potato. John, as you know, every Thursday we reach into the mailbag. Oh, God damn it. I, oh, this episode could not be any longer. Or Tuesday, whatever day it is, we reach yeah. into the mailbag. No, it seems like Tuesday. John, we, re- we received an email, uh, info at Being Jim Davis, this week from Mark Frazier. That's our old friend, Robo Babatron. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark, Mark Frazier of uh, Magmar sucks. Mark Frazier writes Our placement of Magmar is not only just and objective, but also correct. Is it justified and true? P.S. There can't be a wear truck. Wear comes from the old English for man. It would have to be a truck wolf. Pickup wolf? Question mark. Oh wait! Whoa, 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 oh oh my god! Oh oh! So this changes everything. So you, no, so, it so, changes so, nothing. So, it changes nothing. So you, oh okay. Mark Fraser. So people, Chris, were you thinking of a truck that turns into a werewolf? Mark Mark Fraser. Number one. I was thinking of a person that turns into a truck. It's not necessarily not necessary. Which to, which would be accurate, right? It's not necessary to be wearsplaining us. Come on. Nice. Uh, yeah, well, that's exa- exactly, John. We're thinking along the same lines. There yeah. absolutely can be that's... a wear truck. It's a person who transforms into a truck on a full moon. That's what we meant, and I, I, I think it was perfectly obvious. I mean, it might have been what we meant. Who's to say what we meant <laughs> at a time in the past? <laughs> the past is a foreign country. Yeah, yeah, it's a foreign country. We don't have passports. I do. I have two. They're hard to get. <coughs> John, people also left some... I have, I have n- dual citizenship with the past. <laughs> people also left some comments uh, on the blog, but I'm not going to read them. This has already <laughs> gone on too long. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. The one of them was very nice. They were, they were all very if nice. It, no, one of them was a complaint about a thing, <laughs> and that person you, should shut up. You're talking about me. Okay. <laughs>
No, um, no, 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 no. That was the person who was upset that um, episode uh, 275 was not tagged Smoking Garfield. Oh, I responded to that. Yeah, I saw. Okay. Um, we, but we received a very nice... A very nice comment on episode 277, uh, listener If It Bleed wrote, <laughs> I'm one of the effectively no ones, uh, uh, in context that meant that the a, people Was who, that a Predator reference? People who read the, could have been, people who read the uh, episode descriptions. And I want you to know that I appreciate these episode descriptions. Sometimes you post YouTube videos and it cuts down on me having to go to the actual YouTube and mindlessly click around when I'm just killing time. I think Jim David <laughs> sick. I think Ex- Jim reading. David envisioned such a public service in 1979. I missed I like and I, Jim David. I like this final sentence a lot. This is what really drove home to me how much I like listener if it bleed. Final sentence. I mistyped his name and I'm not correcting it. <laughs> and then John wrote a very hurtful response, but whatever. Uh, hey, uh, now I feel bad. No, it was not hurtful at all. It was fine. Uh, it's a little good natured joshing back and forth. A little good natured joshing back and forth. Yeah, a little, little, uh, just a little, little interest for for those two on the sidelines uh, that like to like to like to witness that interpersonal drama unfold in the podcast. You know, yep. it's, it's always interesting when the co-hosts are at, at each other's other, each other's throats. Nine point eight, ladies and gentlemen. Nine point eight. John, I really have to go to the bathroom, so I think this episode is over. That's good. I was about to start oh. the next one, but yeah, go to the bathroom oh. first. I'll okay, go. I'll be right back. Some